Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Okay, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. Today, we have a really unique opportunity to talk with Executive Director of Beautiful Lives Boutique, Jessica Aranga. And Beautiful Lives is a nonprofit organization that exists to bring hope and beauty to women and inspire them to transform their communities for the glory of God. Their profits and services support organizations that serve vulnerable women and children in the community and around the world. Currently, their profitability is supporting 10 ministries and nonprofits. And Beautiful Lives Boutique is a true case study in how you can impact a community and advance the kingdom and make a real profit as a company. I can't wait to hear Jessica unpack this effort for us. So Jessica, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I find your organization to be a rare example of a high-functioning, profitable company and one that's built to advance the kingdom of God. And you you guys have really built from the ground up as a great commission company, uh, I think you could describe it as. And something I always want to highlight on this program is how living on mission is actually possible. And I see that in you guys, and I see that in your organization. People are actually doing it. Companies are actually doing it, and you guys are a good example of that. Both in a corporate sense and on a personal level, it's happening. And it's important that people see that this is doable. It's not just conceptual or theory, but it's practical, it's profitable, uh, it's purposeful, it's business, and it's reality. And so this is pretty exciting to be able to talk to you about this. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive in and share more of what I've gotten to learn over my time with Beautiful Lives and share a little bit about our history and our story and how God is moving through all of it. Absolutely. You know, people may not know exactly what it is yet. You know, we'll dive into that. But everybody out in our area of the world is pretty familiar with the brand. You know, many ladies, including my wife, love shopping at your stores. So tell us how the brand is doing. How are you guys positioned? And tell us about the organization. How do you guys uh, operate? Yes. Well, just as you mentioned, so we do have multiple locations. Um, so we're somewhat spread out throughout this region. We have one in um, Bentonville, one in Fayetteville, and one in Salem Springs. Um, we started out in Fayetteville in a much smaller building, and it was amazing to see it take off. And this idea of upscale thrift, which seemed to be somewhat unique in the market. I mean, there's a lot of thrift opportunities, but nothing that was quite that upscale, envi upscale environment that we're able to offer through Beautiful Lives. And our heart is to do so by bringing dignity to women as they shop, but being able to do that at a thrifting, a thrifted and an affordable price for women. And so um, it's been really exciting to see um, how God is moving through that. And um, I would say the brand is doing well. Two of our stores, the Bentonville and Salem Springs location, opened right before COVID. So the end of 2019, okay. which none of us knew, you know, what was right yeah. around the corner. Um, and I think anybody in business would know that that 
felt like a little bit of a setback. And um, there was definitely, um, get, it was a little bit harder to get the word out about who we were. And so we were definitely innovative. We launched an online site overnight and just really tried to leverage the tools that God has given us in our modern world. Um, and so we did, we had that for a little over a year, the online operating site, and that definitely helped with the brand. Um, and now it's really fun, especially when we're out at events where we do pop-up events or we get to be out in the community interacting, we'll have a lot of women walk up as soon as they see our logo and they'll go, oh my gosh, it's beautiful lives. I'm, <laughs> That's beautiful great. Lives. I'm actually, and then immediately following almost every woman's like, actually these shoes are from beautiful lives. This shirt is from me. <laughs> so it's super <laughs> fun and quite contagious to hear the enthusiasm around the brand that's um, been established and been built. Yeah, that's really exciting. And so, yeah, definitely brand recognition. And I mean, it's affordable, but it's nice stuff. It's really quality product you guys do. And uh, you're brick and mortar and online. Is that correct? So we actually did go ahead and close our online store, which was oh, a really you did. Decision. Interesting. It was, but I think that's something really good to share as well. That there's times where you will st you will need to leverage a certain area of your business or be innovative or think outside of the box, and maybe that's only for a season. And maybe even that season is teaching you something you will need to know in the future. I do hope that one day we bring that online piece back. But for now, we realized that we have a lot of potentials in the store, and we weren't we weren't exhausting all of our options for in-store, but yet we were trying to spread our margin and our energy to something that we weren't quite ready to tackle beyond leveraging it for COVID. And so it worked well when our stores were shut down and it definitely, we had a store full of inventory and we had to figure out how to get it to customers. So the online site definitely served us well for a season, um, but we realized to, to bring that model and to really allow it to be successful outside of a COVID type setting or our brick and mortar stores being closed was actually going to stretch the current team that we have too thin. Okay. It was going to kind of push us beyond where we are right now. And so we're really big on reminding ourselves, what does it look like to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us? Even sometimes when that looks like closing a door um, so that we can focus on what we feel God has put us to focus on. That's really good wisdom. And interesting that it, interesting how you guys evaluated that and pivoted a couple times to stay effective. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that might help us to understand a little bit as we're hearing how this is operating. You know, how did Beautiful Eyes Boutique get started? Like, how did it emerge and kind of what's the why behind it? Yes. Well, so Melody Taylor, um, anybody who lives in North Arkansas probably knows her and loves her as much as we do. Um, she is our founder. Um, she started a model similar to this in Little Rock and doors just continued to open as she kind of dove into this. What does it look like to take these these clothes, these beautiful pieces that women are no longer using are sitting in their closet. How can we then create each and every piece to be to generate purpose, to generate an impact, um, to touch lives locally or all over the world? Um, so to generate that revenue, but also um, to be resourceful with that. And so she took this idea of um, taking these beautiful items, doing it in an upscale way. And she was always about bringing in dignity. She wanted women to build dignity. Okay. Yeah. And so that's really how it got started. And then that model, she really felt called um, her and her husband to Northwest Arkansas and just continue to leverage that same model here alongside New Heights Church, who has a huge heart for um, doing business as missions. And so both of them working together, were able to bring it to um 
the Fayetteville location, like I said, was the the founding location. And then from there, she and her husband kind of felt led back to um, missions full time. And so that's when um, we kind of continued to progress. Right, right. And so you got multiple locations. You've got a very on-mission, missional vision at the beginning. And I'm hearing a high value point at the beginning was uh really giving women a sense of dignity and recovering that in their experience with beautiful lives. So that'd be accurate. Yes. And say, and then purpose. So you're tying it in from this multi kind of multifunctional loving the woman who's standing in front of you and then allowing her dollar and her dignity right then to then have an impact on a woman who's maybe across the street or around the world. So it's a beautiful model. That's fantastic. And yeah, that kind of touches on this other point I wanted to bring up. It sounds like the company really has, you know, what you could call multiple bottom lines. Obviously, you guys are wanting to be uh, profitable because you do something pretty uh, significant with the funds that come in and you employ a lot of people. But how would you describe your multiple bottom lines? Like, what are you looking for in an outcome? Yes, that is a great question. I would definitely say so. We are business as mission. So, and we all know that business side, it takes money to, you know, you've got, you've got to have money to make, keep the doors open to pay payroll, all of that. So we definitely are trying to be innovative in, are we being effective? How, how do we operate? What does it look like to be a retail business? So we definitely have those aspects, but then looking at it from kingdom perspective of how do we do everything on purpose? And again, coming back to that same theme of, are we being good stewards of every single dollar that we've been entrusted with? And so I feel like going through that filter really helps us narrow down, like staying on purpose and staying focused to what God has called us to. Um, I look at beautiful lives and a lot of what we focused on this last year is um, kind of the, these three pillars. So we have our partners, which you mentioned at the beginning, Jonathan. So we have 10 partners that we give to financially um, on a monthly basis. Okay. And we also have other organizations that we've come alongside that we don't necessarily give to financially on a monthly basis, but we do come alongside them to give in-kind donations as they have needs that arise. Um, so they reach out to us um, throughout the month, sometimes saying, hey, we have a need. We have a new resident. Can she come shop? Um, and we call them gift certificates instead of okay. vouchers so that okay. she can stand at the register and feel dignity alongside the woman who's maybe having a hundred dollar transaction. And so she doesn't feel like she's having to submit a voucher and feel less than. And so wow. really try to tie that in every opportunity that we have. So that's one aspect of how we're pouring out into the community or out into the world. Um, and then we have our volunteers who come through our doors and they really multiply the impact that we're able to have as well. Because if we look at the amount of payroll that we save because of incredible women who say, you know what, I would love to give of my time and I will come steam or I will come tag clothing or I'll help with a display that really multiplies our bottom line as well. And so leveraging the community, leaning in, we have a lot of moms who say, you know what, I would rather my daughter volunteer somewhere, add that to her resume. And so there's multiple opportunities when it comes to volunteering. Then we also have our shoppers who are choosing to purchase with purpose. Um, and so all the women coming through our doors, those who choose to donate clothing, those who are volunteering and giving of their time, and those who are choosing to shop and purchase with purpose, um, that alone is, I feel, a pillar in a way that we're reaching women that we might otherwise never come in contact with. Sure. And then we have that third aspect, which is team. And I really believe that if we will empower 
from the inside out, that overflow becomes natural and it becomes a part of who we are. And so that's another aspect we've really been focusing on purpose is who has God entrusted us with from the inside and how are we stewarding our relationships with them? Are we pouring into them? Are we giving them, allowing this business model um, to leverage even future opportunity for them, knowing we might only have them for a season, but are we helping them launch into maybe even something greater because of their time and experience at Beautiful Lives? So we put a huge emphasis um, on our team. Well, that's pretty fantastic. So I imagine that's pretty well responded to by your employees. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, yes, it is. This last year, we've tried to be more intentional, especially as we've moved out of kind of a closed time, you know, when we were all being so careful through COVID and, and navigating that and our doors opened back up. One thing, a couple of things that we've done really intentionally is having monthly team meetings so that okay. everybody's voice is heard. We can loop everybody in at the same time. And um, so those have been just a game changer. And then we also introduced, which a lot of maybe you see some other businesses leveraging this. Um, I know Walmart corporate is in our backyard and it's one of them. They do this where they'll do quarterly connections with their um, direct supervisor or manager. And it's a time where we use it to, you know, give um, share opportunities for maybe some growth or areas that we see that um, someone we're like, Hey, you know, there's, there's more that you have to give and, and what does that look like and how can we empower you to do that? Um, it also allows them to have one-to-one time and feel that they really have a voice and that they're perspective is valuable um, to beautiful lives. And so um, I would say those two elements have been a game changer for us. Yeah. And I imagine it's easier to find employees with a reputation like that when people are looking for a job. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Well, we talk about all the time, great people know great people. And so we love to start with sharing within our network and asking girls, hey, we have some hiring opportunities coming up. Do you know someone? Um, and if you do, please, please spread the word. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And obviously, this is a pretty sustainable model. And people that you're sponsoring, these other ministries and organizations and nonprofits, I mean, they're able to pretty well be consistently uh, funded from you guys at some level. It's pretty consistent. It's dependable. It's probably a pretty high trust relationship. Is that how you describe your working relationship with these partners? Most definitely. And we've, we've even tried to be innovative because through COVID, we continued to give just that basic amount that we had committed to give, even when we didn't have the profits to give it. Actually, um, New Heights Church made sure that we gave, even they gave on our behalf. And so that was a huge blessing of being partnered um, with another organization. So whether it's, you know, through donors or um someone who is helping with fundraising or it's a church or whatever partnership you have. I think that was definitely um, something that we're so thankful for and humbled by is that when we were not able to give um, our partners, were still able to receive that blessing, but we wanted to really continue again, to be innovative and to also be, um, in a position where we thought, well, how can we leverage what God has given us? And so we use a POS system that many are familiar with. When you go to a coffee shop, you have the option to tip. And so we decided to turn that feature on and to give it a try last year and call um, this kind of new campaign partner of the month. And so we show, we reached out to our partners and said, hey, we would love to be able to give more, but our profits, we are barely getting by as we kind of emerge out of this really tough time, especially as a retail model. And so we um, 
are going to allow the community to give if they so choose to um, when they check out at the register. And that was absolutely incredible. We gave um, an additional $30,000 on top of what we normally give last year because of everybody's one and $2 here and there tipping at the register Amazing. when they would check out. Isn't that awesome? Amazing. And so we started that last year. It's called Partner of the Month campaign. And so we did go ahead and decide to continue that this year because we were able to give over and above because of the generous community choosing to um, add. Like I said, sometimes it's only 25 cents. Sometimes it's $5. Sometimes a woman says, you know what? I'm in between um, giving right now and I would love to just bless this ministry with $400. So we have amazing testimonies of of gener and generosity happening. That's incredible. So you're you're not just doing it uh, quietly or internally. You're bringing the whole community along, essentially cultivating yeah. some social consciousness about what you're doing and some buy-in. And when people walk in the store, you know, say a lady comes in the store. I mean, is it you know obvious like, hey, this is a Christian-owned or Christian values-based entity, or do they just come in thinking, hey, this is a great store? Because your your premises looks great. I mean, it's a really first-class establishment. So, I mean, how, what's their experience coming in the door? Yeah, I would say, so we do, we have decided, we made the decision pretty recently to play only Christian music. Um, that was something that we kind of went back and forth on for a while. We definitely do not want women to feel uncomfortable. A lot of women sure. who do come in are not at a place where they're attending church or where they have community um, in a way that we are so accustomed to having community. And so, but that was something that we decided to do to just allow truth to be sung or spoken over them, even if they're not aware that it's happening. And so um, we've been making this little decisions like that along the way that I feel have big impact. Um, but there are times our team is um, at this point, we are very careful and hire women who are like-minded in our mission and following the Lord. And so um, with that, a lot of them are ready to pray and ask and be kind of led by the Holy Spirit. And so um, we definitely never want to force that, but there are times where women will open up to us. And so when they come in, it is really interesting that even though other than the music playing and the women, our team is very intentional. We do not just stand behind the counter and say, oh, hi, welcome in. We will come greet you. We'll say, hi, have you been here before? Have you heard about Beautiful Lives? I do. I, can I share just a little bit about with you about who we are? And so we're very intentional in our interaction with them. We do not have baskets. Uh, we feel that that is an opportunity for us to serve. So if we see a woman um, holding garments, we'll say, would you like me to start a dressing room for you? Or would you like me to start a yes basket, which is a basket behind the register if they choose not to try on? So just ways that we found to be very intentional. And that alone has had such an impact on women. A lot of women will very short, quickly say during their time and their visit, this place is different. There's something yeah. so different about this place. This is such a safe place. And so we hear that theme so often. And so we do, we pray over the store. We pray over it as a team. We pray that it would be holy ground and that women would come in contact with Jesus, even if they don't know what, what that is. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, we do try to be extremely um, intentional with that. And then if the Holy Spirit does open it up, sometimes women will just start sharing their story with us and say, you know, I'm, I'm shopping for a funeral. And then that will lead to them sharing sharing part of their life story. Yeah. And if that opportunity comes up, there are definitely times where our team has the opportunity to pray over a woman. And a lot of times they will just be in tears and saying, thank you so much. I haven't had a hug in a long time, or I haven't had anyone stop and hear my story. And so, um, yeah, just that intentionality goes a long way. 
That's incredible. Uh, I hear a few X factors in there, but is there something that really stands out that you think, like, because you've done a lot of other things in life as well. I mean, when you when you look at what's going on with Beautiful Lives Boutique, that you would just say, you know what, I think that is a is a top level X factor right there. This is a, this is something that uh, makes it stand out or maybe work the way we'd like to see it work. You know, what would you put your finger on? Um, I do believe, well, it's, it's, this is kind of such a practical thing. A lot of women will walk in and, um, they'll say, wow, this says thrift in, in your logo out there in your name, or people told me this was a thrift store, but this does not smell like a thrift store. (laughs) And so I will tell our secret sauce is that we steam or we wash everything. And that's where the power of, you know, volunteers and community come in as well as making that possible. Um, but again, we want women to experience dignity from everything down to it, not even smelling like thrift. You know, we don't, we want them to feel, beautiful we want them to and we've even spoken that over them and some of them will just be in tears just the fact that we shared with them that they're beautiful and even that alone it's amazing the walls that will break down or maybe she hasn't heard that before nobody has said that to her before so i do believe that that intentionality again being good stewards of what we've been given being intentional with every single piece even down to the small details that seem like they wouldn't make a big difference is truly what sets us apart and um, makes all the difference. That's amazing. You know, obviously not everything is uh, roses in any business enterprise. So what are some things that you guys have faced that you would say is a challenge for your model? Like what's come up that maybe hasn't worked or that's really been something you've had to get over, so to speak, to make it come together? What do you guys face? Yeah, I would say it's this is such an interesting aspect, and I still sometimes am wrestling through this one. Um, but I would say when we did get to the point where we felt that, at least for us in our story, we did reach a point where we felt that having women on the team, not always, not volunteers. We have volunteers who will volunteer from all types of backgrounds and faith based, and that's wonderful. But as far as our team and who we hire and who we employ and who we bring in, having a common thread of what we believe and being equally yoked um, was really important for us to get to a place of of ministry and being ready to move when God said move. Um, And even in the direction that he's leading us and being able to share from that place um, and having that understanding of God is driving this ship has made a huge difference. But it's interesting that the flip side of that is that now when we're hiring, we're sometimes hiring women who that maybe they don't they don't think business, they don't think in terms of business. They've been in ministry for mm. so long. Or when you're thinking about those add-ons at the register or how to merchandise some product, um, then and thinking of how do we do retail excellently for the kingdom, mm-hmm. there are skill sets that you learn. Um, you know, in retail that maybe just don't come as natural to someone who has been in, in working with people or in ministry. And so that has been a little bit of a dynamic of now it's taking a little bit more investment and maybe even a little bit more margin when you're talking about bottom line, when it comes to payroll of it's worth it to train, or it's going to take a little bit longer for training so that they can understand what, to, what is merchandising. And when we say, Hey, let's, let's focus on some creative add-ons or let's look at what does it look like to stage this room out to where it's going to be more attractive and we can leverage every single square foot for the amount of impact and thinking through those ways is a little bit mind-blowing and sometimes the first time that they thought that way 
And so I would say that's definitely from a leadership perspective, it's been a little bit of a challenge of, okay, now we're investing and we're, we're unified, <laughs> but now we've got to invest a little bit more to get them to a place of really leveraging some of those business models that we have to have in order to have the greatest impact that we're going to have. So lots of praying through that and lots of, of just navigating and asking, okay, God, again, how do we be good stewards of what you've entrusted with us? And you've convicted us to do it this way. So now equip us and show us what that looks like. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, bit of a dilemma you guys are in because you're essentially set up as some form of a nonprofit, right? But you're a business. Yes. And so we are a nonprofit. Yes, yeah, so you're a nonprofit, but you're you have business acumen. You need to generate money to meet your goals as a nonprofit. And to give. I'm and yeah, to be that. able to give. And so you're in this like hybrid situation as an enterprise between yes. you know a nonprofit operation that needs to be profitable. And so you've got to pull from these uh, different balances <laughs> and and inputs and backgrounds and skills. That's that's quite an art form because like you're saying, most people are in one camp or the other and they have their experience or their expertise maybe in a traditional ministry setting or in a in a full blown traditional business setting and you guys are kind of a hybrid or emerging of both of these is that a good way to look at it yes okay that's well said and there are specific we have gotten to a point where we <laughs> we are very holy spirit led but we've also realized like how how can we be holy spirit led and god is going to equip us mixed with it is okay to still have a standard or to know what we're looking for, for specific roles. Sure. Um, for example, like a social media coordinator, we have a social media coordinator in all three stores, um, which um, in a lot of ways is great for us. That's part of our marketing. It's part of our advertising. So we're investing in a woman um, who then comes in with that skill set, and it's been great, but we've definitely learned that that's more of a niche role that the amount of time that it takes to teach someone, some of those skills actually takes a little bit longer than we have to sometimes give hmm. with that specific role. Whereas when it comes to someone who's a shift lead serving on the floor, we can train merchandising or we can train kind of some of that hand over hand discipleship of, Hey, this is what it looks like to greet. This is what it looks like to merchandise this out. This is what it looks like to be creative with add-ons at the register. Whereas with someone like a social media coordinator or a specific niche roles, we realized, okay, Lord, we need you to provide. We need someone who is like-minded and knows the heart of our organization who can communicate that through social media, but also has the skill set. Does she have a photography background? Does she have a little bit of marketing background? Does she understand social media platforms? And so we've definitely had to kind of navigate what are what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is like someone might hear us talking about this. They might hear this example and this discussion, and they might wonder, am I the kind of person that could do this? Like Maybe they're not, they, they're really wired for business. They have a real heart for the Great Commission. They're wondering, how do I, how do I make this work? I mean, I want to employ people. I need to make a living, mm -hmm. but uh, I want to have this impact. I've got these, maybe these goals or vision on my heart. You know, how would you tell someone to evaluate their own position? Like if they were going to go into this, what would, how would they need to be thinking or what would they be needing to like be willing to do to pull mm -hmm. off a model like this? Mm, that's a really great question. I believe, at least in our community, it's been really beautiful to see that 
a lot of times people want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And we want to be a part of something that will even go beyond us. And so I really believe tapping into the community around you is huge. Um, If you have a mentor, find someone who's maybe in that industry. You know, if it is something like Beautiful Eyes Boutique, I would encourage find someone who is in the retail sector, who is maybe a believer and ask, hey, can I have lunch with you once a week? Can I ask you lots of questions? Can I see what hurdles are you Hmm. facing? Um, And that way you're kind of learning what you're going to be coming into and what you're stepping into. So maybe you can alleviate some of the surprises that you're going to face. Um, but also just leveraging that community, finding people who have skill sets that offset yours that really want to be a part of something that, again, it's so much bigger than any one of us and coming together to then create something that is truly going to have impacts locally and around the world. Um, so, yeah, I would say start there by just learning all that you can about that industry that God has given you a heart for and find others who are doing it and doing it well and learn all that you can. And then just kind of jump with faith. Right. Like some of it, you're going to prepare as much as you can. And there's going to be things that happen that you just could never expect. And being moldable and flexible to think outside of the box, but also surround yourself with people who are willing to tell you the truth that is going to give you perspective outside of yourself. I would definitely say start there and the sky's the limit. That's amazing. So why did Beautiful Lives Boutique resonate with you? I mean, you got to have quite a story on how you got involved in this and why, but like, how did your journey get you to this point? I mean, you probably didn't start off thinking or envisioning yourself in this role at this phase of your life. So, I mean, what was the lead up for you? Um, Well, I was, um, I had the opportunity to be a missionary kid with my family in Mexico for about six years um, during my formative years as as a teen. And it's interesting, like once being on the field and just even just being exposed to people groups that, you know, are living a very different lifestyle and, and seeing how other parts of the world do life and, and really being exposed to that at a younger age, I think just really, once it's in your blood, I, that's kind of how I say it. Once it's in your blood, it's, you just can't get it out. And once you learn and just, enjoying like seeing how God will host his kingdom through people who just say, here I am, Lord, send me. And that really was contagious. And so I knew I wanted to do something with purpose. Um, but I've also, I've always loved business. I'm I'm the oldest of five and I think birth order has a lot to do with things. I always ask that question actually in interviews. I love to ask how many siblings someone has and what their birth order is. Cause I think that tells a lot about someone. Interesting. Um, but I have just always really enjoyed business and leaning into like, how does God want to use business? And so from being a missionary kid to going to um, YWAM, um, but one of the things that I heard there, I went to two schools and one of the speakers that came in, the second school that I went to was a leadership school, kind of equipping for ministry. And one of the things he said, he said, you know, I just, I want you guys to hear that there's a lot of opportunity out there to do business with, or to do intentional Um, ministry with people. But he said, I really think the future of the kingdom is through business. And that just really resonated Mm. with me because you don't hear it very often, but I knew God had given me a heart and a perspective for business. And so I actually, I, I, after YWAM and I worked for a few years for a Christian bookstore, books and gifts. And I really got to see a little bit of what that looked like to have this business model, but to do it in an, in a ministry and purposeful way. And so 
from there, I just had a huge craving to see like, what does this look like and what does God have? And it's been neat to see as I've moved um, into kind of the nonprofit sector, I only, I feel like I've gotten to really marry both worlds. And um, I still, I think it's super possible as well with, with for-profit. Um, but for me and my story, I've just fallen in love with the nonprofit sector and what it looks like to be in business for people and with people and love people well while doing it. Wow. That's a good fit then for you working here at Beautiful Lives Boutique. That's yeah. amazing. And, you. you know, as you look at even the time you've been there and what what you've seen and observed in your experience with this organization, you know, are there any standout examples of impact in people's lives, like an individual or two that you've seen a specific impact or something that um, is mentionable that you could share with our audience? Yes. We had a woman um, who the team connected me with um, earlier this year who I got on the phone with her. They called and said, hey, Jessica, I think you should call this woman. And so I called her. She was bawling on the other side of the phone. And she said, I did not know where else to go. She said, I had, I came into your store last summer when I, I didn't really have a need. I was just excited to shop. I remembered seeing that you guys love women well. I remember your, your wall where we have all of the list of like nonprofits that we're involved in and women's groups that we pour into. And she said, I just remembered that you have a lot of connections and I'm in a place that I never thought I would be. And it's just a really tough um, family situation that she was it, in the thick of uh, just a couple of days into. And like I said, she was just bawling. And she said, I just, I didn't know where else to go, but I knew I could call you. And I just thought, wow, that's amazing. She shopped with us last summer before mm. she even was having an, a personal need. And then out of all the places she could think of in this time of crisis that she's facing and extremely vulnerable, she knew that she could reach out to us. And so immediately I was able to connect her with some resources and I thought, okay, you need to call so-and-so let's call so-and-so let's connect you with so-and-so. And then I also had the opportunity to pray with her over the phone. And so so that was one that I just thought, man, that's amazing that even months ago, we still were the first place that she thought of calling. Um, and then we've had, I mean, just really, really amazing encounters um, of like, we've had school counselors call that say, hey, I'm working with a student who just financially is not in a place to purchase a coat this winter. Hmm. Is there any way that she could come get a coat at your store? And immediately, you know, yes. How much, you know, can we, here's a, there's going to be a $20 gift certificate gift certificate waiting here at our register for her um, with her name on it. And so there are definitely opportunities that come up. We've had women come in and say, you know, my house burned down and we have nothing. Could we just have a couple of outfits or other women who are looking to get back on their feet? We have um, one of the organizations that we have the opportunity of working so closely with is Ladies of Grace. And they work with women who are coming out of incarceration and in they get a backpack of wonderful resources, a Bible, um, just different things some toiletries but in there we include a $50 gift certificate and so usually we're her first stop because hmm. she only has what's on yeah, her back and right. so she's going to need some clothing to go see family some of them haven't seen family in a couple of years and so they walk through our doors and they will share with us they're like I have been looking forward to coming here since I first heard about you guys and they just they build up this hmm. excitement and anticipation um, and so it's just a really sweet opportunity to That's get to amazing. know them and and serve them. That does just really echo the core value you guys have of bringing back dignity to these women. It's mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. So I always like to ask this uh, as I wrap up interviews, like if you could go back in time 
and give the young you a key piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? Oh, okay. I, I've been thinking about this. I, I think the best piece of advice and this, I feel like I've kind of had to learn it the hard way <laughs> and maybe we all do, but it's to go into it for the long haul. Interesting. And okay. there are times where, you know, and I quote, you know, success, whatever that might look like for you and your definition. But I think there are definitely times where things happen overnight. And there are times where things happen way faster than what we would expect or anticipate. But I think for the most part, and, and maybe I'm just learning this as I grow in wisdom, but a lot of times the best things take time. And yeah. that even change things that we start to implement mindsets, changing mindsets, leading by example, earning trust, it takes time and, um, and it's worth it. And so I, I think that was probably, that's probably the advice that I would tell myself is go into it for the long haul and enjoy the journey. A lot of times that's where, that's where the best part of the story is written is in the, the process of the journey. That's really, really good. Wow. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to just let our audience know about Beautiful Lives Boutique and about your journey and about the impact you guys are having through redemptive business in this community and the region. I, I really believe it'll be inspiring for people that hear this. So thanks so much for joining us today, Jessica. Yes. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for having me. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.